0: This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Have you been wanting to read more, but don't seem to have the time? Well, with Audible, you can read your books without having to find the extra time in your busy schedule. Stuck in traffic on your way home from work? Why not marathon the Harry Potter books? In the gym and want to learn about the First Lady? Well, you can listen to Becoming Michelle Obama while doing Leg Day. And if you go to audibletrial.com cultivate, you get a month free of Audible. That includes one credit that you can trade in for any audiobook of your choice, access to thousands of audiobooks free to listen to with your account, and best of all, you have access to all of your favorite podcasts in the app as well. So be sure to go to my link, audibletrial.com cultivate. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, to sign up for a free month of Audible and start reading today. Thank you, Audible, for supporting the show. Hello, my name is Josh Shell, host of the Let's Start a Cult podcast, the only podcast to be rated, reviewed and subscribed to by Homeland Security on iTunes. That's not quite true, but if you want to check us out on iTunes and give us a rating and review in hopes that someday Homeland Security will not be able to ignore us. Now that we have that out of the way, let me introduce to you my two fantastic guests. My first guest is a close friend of mine and host of A Couple Bots podcast, Greg Dorn. Greg, how are you doing? And maybe tell our audience a little bit about your podcast.
1: Uh, doing well, thanks. And uh, yeah, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify. Do the research yourself. <laughs> Click that
2: download button.
1: Then you'll and find it out And again,
2: a couple bots?
0: A couple bots, yeah. Yeah,
1: like A, C-O-U-P-L-E, like B-O-T-S, no spaces. <laughs> no
0: spaces. Well, I don't know. You'd find it either way. <laughs> it's out there. All right, that was a. Interesting introduction to your podcast. I love it. (laughs) My second guest is Brian Sheehan, the host of the popular TV trivia podcast.
2: The popular. The
0: popular. (laughs) The game show podcast where Brian runs guests through a gauntlet of questions to test their knowledge of popular hit TV series. With the current season focusing on the incredibly popular show, The Office. First off, Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm
2: doing great. I'm doing great. A little tired, but, uh, you know, things are going well.
0: Awesome. That's good to hear. Now, passionate fans of The Office could be described as a cult and one that I would happily join. If The Office fandom was an actual official cult, what do you think one of their commandments would be?
2: You'd have to have, don't be an idiot. It's Michael's greatest advice. <laughs> uh, I guess also keep it simple, stupid. That's a good one K-I-S-S. too. K-I-S-S. Yeah, maybe a uh, mixed bear yogurt. You know, just a couple of basic things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, so I think everyone that joined The Cult would have to declare bankruptcy not, <laughs> not legally, but just vocally.
2: <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. For today's cult, we will be focusing on the Honan Sengpogyo cult and their leader, Hogan Fukunaga. And I apologize if I butchered that, but I have tried my best to learn it. <laughs> so these guys used fortune telling lies and fear mongering to rob tens of thousands of people out of millions of dollars in one of the most successful and bizarre fraud schemes in Japanese history. This is definitely a lesser known cult in the Western world. But have you guys heard of the Honohana?
2: I have not. No, I wasn't uh, wasn't super aware of too many Japanese cults. Most I'm a big Godzilla fan, and that's where most of my <laughs> Japanese, Japanese lies. Uh, maybe a little bit cu- couple good animes in there too. Not not too many Japanese cults. We should start a Godzilla
0: cult. I think that would go well.
1: Yeah, I'm down to start anything. You're down to start that one? Oh, yeah. Oh nice. I I don't know anything about this one. I I will also admit that.
0: Okay, well, that's fine because this makes uh, the the fortune telling section way more fun because it is definitely the strangest way to tell someone's fortune. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, with that little teaser, let's hop into it. In 1980, Hogan Fukunaga was a 34-year-old electrician when he had a spiritual enlightenment that would change the course for his entire life. Now I think it's funny that the electrician had an enlightenment. Um, <laughs> and I was going to
2: ask if it was like while he uh, got zapped or doing something. Or- yeah,
0: he touched a live yeah. wire or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then it, it comes to me. I'm yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, based on this next part, it, that's that maybe was what happened. So <laughs> <laughs> he decided that he was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and the Buddha, and was destined to spread his holiness to others. So not
2: just one person. He's two. He's the reorganization of two. Yeah, what are the odds? I just love that this is 1980. <laughs> Makes it so much more relatable.
1: Like if this was 1935, I'd wrap it up. But this guy was 34. This guy is not even like 40 years. Could be 74 right now. We'll have to wait to get into it yeah. more. But
0: he might still be uh, just chilling. Just hanging out. One of us. <laughs> I mean, what does the Buddha Christ do? Well, we'll get into what the Buddha All Christ right. does. I'll give you a hint. It's probably not what... Christ or Buddha would do. <laughs> He's an electrician, so that's what he does day to day. You know, he brings his lunch pail to work and he gets the job done. You know what, not far off with... as a carpenter, right? Exactly, yeah. So it's not and, too uh, far off. Yeah. At the time of the stunning realization, Fukunaga was at rock bottom. Nearly 70,000 US dollars in debt or over 500 million in yen. The future cult leader needed to make a lot of money in very little time. You know, I have my best moments of clarity when I'm 70,000 dollars in debt. And I think he does as well. <laughs> Just when you're at rock bottom. Exactly. The 34-year-old had a hunger to live lavishly, drive in the most expensive sports cars, dress to the nines in designer suits, dine at classy restaurants, and enjoy expensive haircuts. So the
2: $70,000 in debt thing makes sense now. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. Mm. Expensive
1: haircuts is yeah. wild. How expensive does a haircut hair? get? Like the most I've ever spent on a haircut, I want to say it was still less than $50. Yeah, definitely for guys anyway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> about $20 for me. <laughs> and I don't know if we can fact check this, but what do you guys think that the highest this guy spent? Like two oh, grand? Oh,
2: God. Well, I mean, uh, I you guys are you know based in Canada, correct? Yeah. I, I know something just came out about the United States President Trump's tax returns and the amount of money he spent on hair. Is it ridiculous? It, I think it was over 10 grand. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay. Well, well then I guess it's not that weird. I I guess us uh, us regular folks spend normal amounts of money on haircuts. So I just searched it real quick. And it actually is
2: how did Trump spend $70,000 on hair? Which is the exact number. Maybe this
0: guy is Trump. Not a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start that conspiracy theory. So, this craving to look and feel like Japan's high class is most likely what caused his enormous debt at such a young age. Fukunaga needed to be debt free, but he also needed a way to continue spending money, to continue blending in with the Japanese elite. So, he's poor. He needs money. What's the best way to make money? Let's say it all together scam people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like where your head's at. That's- <laughs> I would go become the barber. Become. Oh, man. Playing 3D chess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The 1970s and 80s saw a large rise in cults in Japan known as the Shinshin Shiku, or New New Religions, which I think is funny that Japan's so old that they had religion, they had new religion, and now they have new, new religion. Of course, need that uh, distinction. Exactly, yeah. These groups formed rapidly after a hugely popular Buddhist movement, Soka Gaika, lost momentum. As followers of Soka Gaika began to leave their faith, they needed somewhere else to go. Young business savvy Japanese saw an opportunity to profit off these people. If they could form a religion and gain a following, they could get rich and famous. So they were the TikTokers of their time. Yeah,
2: so far, this guy hasn't sounded like the young savvy
0: business type. Not really. No, (laughs) actually. Not yet. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. But he
1: he dresses nice. He does dress up at the parties. That seems like the start of. A lot of famous people's stories. <laughs> that is true. You just need an in and then you're, you're good to go. Yeah, I'm guessing this guy's just great at talking to people, you know. Get some
0: chatting. Yeah, no, you're not get not, some in. not too far off. Yukanaga, observing this trend, saw an opportunity to turn his life around. He just needed something that would set him apart from the rest. Something that would draw followers in, that would pique interest of large groups of people and make them eager to learn more. He knew, though, that even that wasn't good enough. If he really wanted to be rich, he needed not only to gain attention but keep it. He needed devout, passionate followers who would take his word as scripture. He needed to be Jesus Christ, and in quotes, I wrote uh, superstar. So he needed to be Jesus Christ superstar. <laughs> I'm wondering too, how do you be?
2: How do you make that distinction stand out in Japan? You know, my my dad was thinking about biking through Japan and said they had neighborhoods dedicated to anime, like these are like streets covered with memorabilia okay and is that recently he was going to do this last year yeah oh wow so at this point i'm wondering how do you stand out from that
0: i think the anime thing is that newer or like because this was back in the 80s right which maybe this anime is their new cult their new 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 cult shin 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 shin, shin <laughs> obviously <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually little known about uh, fukunaga's life before he declared himself to be what his followers called his holiness Regardless of what his old, earlier life may have looked like, one thing was clear: Hogan Fukunaga would do anything for money. Well, oh, Hogan Fukunaga would do anything for money. I left that on a weird <laughs> octave, so I had to correct that. <laughs> Fukunaga began preaching his newfound holiness to anyone who would listen, and he quickly gained a small but devout following of people who truly believed that the indebted electrician was the reincarnation of Christ. So he's actually convincing people somehow that he is Jesus. He has good hair. He has great hair, That's true, (laughs) but Jesus didn't cut his hair, so. Wow. (laughs) New world Jesus. Fukunaga had the confidence and charisma to reel in followers with his preaching, but if he really wanted money, he needed a larger flock. While he was captivating speakers, Fukunaga's writing skills were nothing extraordinary. In order to spread his word farther and as effectively as possible, he did what any great pop star of our time did. He hired an array of ghostwriters. A pen a series of texts that would be distributed to anyone and everyone Fukunaga could reach. And this was his text, his sacred text? Yeah, he actually published almost 70 texts and they were all radical and attention grabbing. <laughs> so and when we say he, it's his ghostwriters. Exactly. Yeah, probably with ideas from him. He'll probably just say stuff and they'll probably like they would probably just take that idea and run with it basically.
2: Alright, because I was a little curious how can you publish texts and not know what they say and that doesn't sound like it lends itself to anything good.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound like a great strategy. You know what I mean? Like, because then you got to play to that base, and you don't know exactly what it's saying. So, yeah, Drake gets away with it. Drake gets away with it too. Yeah, fire music. I don't know. Can't
1: complain. And Drake's got a big cult. <laughs> 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 All those
0: Degrassi fans. Think any of the writers, ghostwriters, the same? Just freelancers, right? They write for this guy. They
1: write for Drake.
0: Oh, you're asking if they were the same as Japanese ghostwriters for this guy? Yeah. I would imagine they'd be different. I don't know. a different language, so. Maybe they're good. If you're good, you're good. That's true. You know what? two people in power need ghostwriters? They go to the one guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't hate it. A mere seven years after his spiritual enlightenment, Fukunaga officially founded Honohana Sengpogyo, which roughly translates to teaching of the flower. He certified the group as a legal religious sect to gain credibility. And uh, it's here the part of every great cult story where the leader begins grifting. Last episode, it was selling monkeys. And this episode, it's reading feet. That's right. His fortune telling was he basically convinced people of his Christ like powers by performing foot reading rituals that promised to reveal person's health, fortune, and future.
2: Uh, I don't want anybody touching my feet. <laughs> I'd never heard of foot reading before this that's
1: brilliant though like that's next level like if you already believe that someone can read your hand why can't they read your feet that's true yeah a lot of people say they can read your hand so it's kind of diluted you know you're competing with a lot of people you gotta stand out if you're the only foot reader i mean you're you got that whole market already made for you now do you think as ghost
0: writers came up with this idea
1: I don't know who came up with the idea, but that is, uh, stands out as I do. You know, he's yeah. playing chess while everyone else playing checkers, <laughs>
2: just reading hands. So I'm assuming this is the bottom of the foot. If that's the part that has more wrinkles, you know what it didn't mm-hmm. say?
0: I had, I didn't do research into it. I should have. I think what I picture what else bottom. has
2: wrinkles? Could you read an elbow maybe? Forehead?
0: You could do forehead. Forehead. I got yeah, wrinkles
2: up there. Act surprised and I will tell your fortune. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Pretend like you saw a ghost and I will tell you if that's your ancestor or something i don't know <laughs> yeah so it is uh definitely a weird way to capture everyone but uh he definitely does it and he jesus bathed feet right i mean uh let me oh, wash your feet that is true he did i'm seeing the connection i don't know what buddha did so i can't say that we won't people. know what buddha did Nope. Uh, that's uh <laughs> although they never wear shoes so connection more feet to read yeah exactly <laughs> more scars go. on the feet to read y- yes Fukunaga was able to rope people in the first place by promising family and business counseling. His services granted to help followers through any hardship they might be facing. He drew in the most vulnerable members of his community who had money to spend, who were largely housewives down on their luck, who would do and buy anything that offered even a semblance of hope. He's targeting a lot of housewives to get their money and their family's money, basically. I guess they don't maybe have this
2: type of internet savvy and stuff at this point. What, we're still at 1980s, right?
0: Yeah, seven years later. So it's approximately, it's late 80s, early. early. Okay. Yeah, late 80s, let's say you're late 80s.
2: (laughs) No, given just the guy's name, I feel like you should be able nowadays to like look this up like, oh, uh, this tech savvy guy, what's he done? Oh, he's $70,000 in debt with an unsuccessful electrician business, apparently.
0: Well, by now he's not in debt because he's charging people read their feet to touch their feet yes it's a weird foot fetish oh do we have a cost on that there was no cost on quite how how e- or in early on how much they charged um there are more prices later on of other things he charges um, no, i
2: also don't know how much it costs to have your hands read either so it's hard for me to compare that either
0: way i can give you a bit of a spoiler it's way more than you would pay to, for someone to read your hand got it <laughs> probably got more it. than uh, well definitely more than a haircut. <laughs> By the time his cult was at its peak in the mid-90s, Fukunaga had finally accumulated the immense wealth he had dreamed of for so long. Dressed in $5,000 suits and custom-made Italian shoes, the money-hungry scam artist built an enormous headquarters in Mount Fuji, boasting a golden fountain. In Tokyo, another branch of the booming group had offices in upper-class neighborhoods adjacent to manors, mansions, and embassies. Yukunaga's wife supposedly spent six thousand to seven thousand a month on shopping trips, according to cult members with exclusive access to the family. Yukunaga clearly was a master in the art of fraud, so he's doing pretty well for himself. His wife's spending more than I make in a couple months, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's living her best life, and so is he right now.
2: Wow! Just out of curiosity, is this a wife? Before. Before he became Buddha Christ, or after?
0: I believe, yeah, they were married before all of this, so she's been along for the ride the whole way, and really, she's probably loving it right now. (laughs) Okay. As Fukunaga continued to grow richer, his foot reading cult became increasingly more threatening to its devout followers and more expensive. Fukunaga, like many who value money over anything else, constantly yearned for more. There were never enough followers, never enough recruits, never enough staff members, and there was certainly never enough money. Fukunaga was led by a ravenous greed that sought to drain its followers of every dime in their shallow pockets. Because, you know, once you get a little bit of money, you want more and more and more. And then next thing you know, you're Jeff Bezos. I think he just fine-tuned his skills, got better at uh, foot reading, and,
1: you know, the service had to get charged more.
0: Do you think he's writing his own stuff by now? No, he doesn't need to. No, yeah, he never learned how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Pay for the best ghostwriters at this point. Exactly. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, definitely. Actually, the next part gets into your foot reading prices, so uh it's uh, quite a hefty cool. price. Every new recruit began with a foot reading. These readings were nothing like the standard palm readings you might pay twenty dollars for at a Halloween festival. These readings were performed by the reincarnation of Jesus Christ himself, don't you know? They were exclusive and expensive at nine hundred per reading. American dollars. American dollars, yep. Wow. So that's I can't do the math, but it's a lot of yen <laughs> or but whatever. It's, it's so exclusive though. It was very exclusive. I mean, I can't think of many things I would pay $900 for. Like the next nope. Xbox and PS5 are, what, four, 500 something like that? Hey, would you rather have like 50 palm readings or one foot <laughs> reading? Depends. Is it, is it like part massage? Because I could be down for that. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't pay $900, but. <laughs> it's almost
2: a mortgage on my house. Exactly, yeah. It's it, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. After the cult gained immense popularity, Fukunaga could no longer keep up with the demand and enlisted senior cult members to perform the readings for him. These readings still cost $900, but the participants were promised exclusive access to Fukunaga once the readings were complete. Of course, at an additional cost, because now he can charge that too. So he's we're, we're building the pyramid of the pyramid screen, s- scheme. I can't talk. <laughs> it's like in the office when, when Michael's trying to sell. What is he trying to sell again? This is trivia for you.
2: Oh man, I haven't gotten to that episode oh, yet no. since I started. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you just tell your friends and then they tell their friends and it's not a pyramid scheme, so. Yeah, exactly.
0: It just <laughs> looks like one on paper. Yeah. <laughs> if you draw out anything, it's a pyramid, so it's not a big deal, right? That's true. I'm just a terrible drawer. I yeah. can only draw two, three <laughs> points. I almost have <laughs> two points and I'm, <laughs> oh God, it's been a long day. <laughs> The foot readings promised to reveal underlying health issues in participants as well as provide insight into their financial future. Participants were often diagnosed with grave diseases at the readings. Of course, no one who performed the readings, including Fukunaga, had any medical training. Followers were expected to be led by blind faith, just as the disciples of Jesus were, even if they were told they had cancer. They're telling a large sect of these new people that they have cancer or they have illnesses. Just to get them like involved, because now they're they're interested. They're like, "Well, now this cult is the only way to save me." Like it's kind of a dark turn for sure. Honestly, one of the worst things, and I, it's never happened to me, but
1: if I were to go get a like fortune telling or a reading or something like that, and they told me like you're gonna die in a plane crash, mm-hmm. do you get on a plane again? Because you have to, <laughs> but you don't want to. Like that messes with me. Does, right. like, would
0: that bother either of you guys? Uh no, I'm not. I don't believe any. of it. Like it would be in the back of my mind probably when I'm boarding the plane. And if, if it happened to go down, I'd be like, well, I I did it to myself, <laughs> but uh, I would definitely yeah jump on that plane. No, no problem.
1: Yeah. But they get a couple things right in the reading and they're like, Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, there's crashed. no way
2: I don't board a plane anymore without thinking of that. But I do still board a plane. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you're,
0: it's, it is in the
2: back of your mind as well, but you're, I, someone just told me I was going to die. You know, I'm also not, you know, a believer in fortune telling, but it's still a little creepy. And
0: uh, for sure. You know, at least it's quick. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. It's a long way down, but <laughs> staff members were mandated to warn victims that their struggles would deepen and their pain would become unbearable. Fukunaga encouraged lying and telling his staff that they, quote, should use their wisdom and say things, even if they may not actually be true. To any cult members who questioned this reasoning, Fukunaga simply explained that the truth would come later. Once the followers had attended enough meetings. So essentially you don't learn the truth until you become one of the ones who are lying. Not great. Also
1: they're reading feet, right? Yes. Yeah. And then in their head, they're saying, Oh, this is the truth, but I'm going to lie about that. Like, do they believe they can accurately read the feet and then they lie?
0: Uh, I don't think so at this point. I think they are very much in on the con. They realize that they're just lying to people now to get them to pay money for probably their salaries. Okay. Yeah, because these people are making money now to the senior cult members.
1: But like, what if they just said like, oh, I read your foot. Like, you're going to do great things.
0: Is Uh, that, that's
1: still a lie. Maybe they
0: threw one in 10 every, every once in a while. They're like, oh yeah, you're good. You go. Following the initial foot readings, victims would be scared into purchasing exclusive seminars and trainings, along with scrolls and ornaments that were said to ward off evil and misfortune. Fukunaga convinced his followers that they attended meetings, their diseases would be cured, and some were told their debts would be refunded. And cult seminars were a bit pricey. So they cost 20,000 US dollars, which was roughly 20 million yen in 1990 per session. Gosh. So per session, these people are paying $20,000. I don't know who he's targeting for this. <laughs> like Scrolls included though? or Scrolls, I don't know if the scrolls were included. Like what's, what's in the delegate bag there? Am I getting all my, uh, all my equipment, my yeah, scrolls? You get a nice ward to ward off evil demons and a nice little gift bag that says your name on it. <laughs> Pretty fire! <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's true. Don't quote me on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> however, all right, there was a cheaper alternative to the twenty thousand dollars seminars. If followers couldn't afford that, they could make a donation of fifteen thousand U.S. dollars or fourteen million yen in nineteen ninety. So it was basically just a donation. You get thanks for coming. So five thousand dollars, and you don't make the cut. Yeah, that's not a that's not throwing
2: someone a bone. Oh, you can't afford twenty thousand dollars. We'll only make you pay.
0: 15,000 exactly listen if you pay me 20,000 dollars i'll allow you on this podcast but uh if you only donate 15,000 i'll just send you a thank you note (laughs) that's how brian got here he paid me (laughs) 20,000 (laughs) dollars.
1: yeah and then if he recruits three people for the next episode he gets five percent
0: exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so brian you better get out there and uh you got some friends
1: That can tell their friends, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: and then their friends, you know, you'll, you'll grab a nice 2.5% off all those. So.
0: Exactly. Soon we're all rich, except for the people yeah. we conned. <laughs> <laughs> Many members gave their entire life savings to Hono Hanan, and even after going into debt were persuaded to keep on giving. The cult was notorious for using specific personal threats to scare people into paying. So this is a big tactic in cults. They take almost everything from you and then promise that the only way to get out of it is to... Keep on paying in will help you. Like you'll get out of debt once you go to these seminars and stuff like that. But the reason you're in debt is because you've been paying twenty thousand dollars for seminars. It's a vicious cycle, and I mean, it's scary how many people do get conned into this. So yeah. Well, and I mean, you
1: always got the vision too. This guy started seventy k in debt. You may as well at least rack up that much to.
0: That's true. Get inspired. He's got that story, and I guess it's a good story because it works.
2: You're talking about racking up seventy thousand dollars in debt to be inspired.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, Hono Hanan used a ranking system to encourage followers to shell out as much cash as possible. The more money a person spent, the higher the rank would be, and the more good fortune would be bestowed upon them. Each rank had actually re- exactly each rank had recruitment goals that seemed almost impossible to reach, and the goals would fluctuate depending on Fukunaga's personal expenses. And actually, when he constructed his new headquarters which cost 600 million yen. Fukunaga threatened each rank into working harder than ever to recruit, and his fear-mongering tactics seemed to be working, with the cult leading its peak membership at 30,000 members. Greg, quick math. 30,000 people, $20,000 seminars. What do we got there?
1: Those guys all came to the seminars? I don't know. I would assume a lot of
0: them did. There's probably a lot that did multiple ones, right? So Uh,
1: 30,000 times 20,000?
0: Yeah, we should be able to do this. (laughs) Uh, 600,000. 600 million. Oh, so that paid for the headquarters right there. Oh, uh, right, right. That's not including the ornaments and stuff, guys. We keep forgetting that. So.
1: Plus, you got to throw a cool like thirty thousand times nine hundred for the initial foot rub. True. Right.
0: Right. Right. So yeah. That's a cool twenty-seven mil. Oh, there you go. So, so he's he's racking in quite a bit of money, and he's technically a religion, so like Donald Trump, he doesn't have to pay taxes. Right.
1: <laughs> he is Donald Trump. So oh yeah, weird, they're the weird same to person. The same person <laughs> like themselves, but.
0: I love
2: this bit. <laughs> the beginning of that, too, sounded like Scientology as well, that your
0: rank is determined by how much you pay, right? Exactly. And, I mean, there's only so many ways you can do it a cult, so a lot of them have a lot of the same tactics. Principles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, like, there. a lot of them are grifters, a lot of them lie to people, healing rituals, some sort of fortune-telling. This one just happens to be
2: feet. And uh, they have to sleep with your wife. And
0: uh, I don't know if that actually happens, but I would imagine it probably did. <laughs>
2: Listen, if you're going to take a night with the Buddha Christ, you know, you're getting the Buddha Christ going to say no.
0: it might cost you $30,000, but hey, that'll definitely cure all your ailments. Yeah, you'll be enlightened or disappointed. <laughs> so another tactic Yucanagua favorited was using celebrities to make himself look credible to skeptics. He donated 325000 in order to attend a fundraiser for Bill Clinton. That donation landed Fukunaga the honor of presenting Bill Clinton the Mahatma Gandhi World Peace Award alongside Gandhi himself. Even though Fukunaga bought his way into the event, he used pictures of himself with celebrity giants to prove new members that he had friends in high places and therefore could be trusted.
1: If you're famous, just <laughs> like back check your friends. It's not that hard. Like they can't be that hard. Or, or Gandhi? Any famous person in general, they always not, all, not every single famous person in the history of time, but there's just connections <laughs> to sketchy famous people, famous people to sketchy people all the time. And it yeah. just,
0: in my head, seems very simple to avoid. But you would think like their PR person or agent would be like, Hey, that guy's kind of sketchy. Maybe don't <laughs> go on stage That's with true. him. Didn't that someone like that come out in the like Epstein Netflix thing? Oh, yeah. Epstein was a friend with a bunch of up people, which should have been a red flag for, for any famous person. Apparently. Who is innocent anyway, let's say that. <laughs> so this story actually love, it's, it's pretty great. So Fukunaga used the same trick after a friend brought him along to meet Pope John Paul II. Before the meeting, Fukunaga purchased two rings in the city of Rome. When he met the Pope, he asked him to wear one of the rings while he wore the other. Later, he bragged to the recruits that the Pope had gifted him the ring and had the picture to prove it. So he tricked the Pope into promise rings, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And for years, cult members blindly hung on to every word of Fukunaga's, even after they found themselves in worse positions than when they joined Hono Hanan. Fukunaga, though, was never quite satisfied. And the greeter he became, the less careful he was. It wasn't long before followers and the public alike began to see through the cracks. I stumbled through that last sentence, but he starts cracking, basically. <laughs> <laughs> at what point, like in, obviously
1: in theory right now, mm-hmm. if you were to just get like really rich, at what point, say it's sketchy-ish. Okay. At what point do you just cash out and like you're, you're set for life, you just don't want the worry anymore? Listen, after the first $900 foot reading, I'd be worried. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, but like presumably you're not employable after doing this. Oh, I see. So, I'm so going. at one point, you're
2: just, ah, I'll retire, lay low, you know,
1: own a couple mansions.
0: Interesting. Chill the rest of your life.
2: I mean, it sounds like this guy just couldn't stop. Personally, like, I, I wouldn't need as much, you know, it sounds like as him to uh, just be
0: content. Yeah. But... A couple mil. I'd be happy with a couple mil. There you Could go. Make some good investments and be good for the rest of my life. My wife's got to cut back on the to $7,000 shopping spree, but... <laughs> Yeah, like this guy probably had such
1: a window between when he had 2 million and hundreds of million.
0: Yeah, I mean that's Could a big just shut her down at any point. Uh, absolutely. And I mean that's uh, cult leaders aren't known for their I don't know, foresight maybe, I guess. They're which is weird cuz that's what they're branded as. They're like the leaders of knowing what's coming and what what's going to happen, but they actually have zero foresight. So they don't know actually what's going to happen.
1: Man, we should start a call run into the ground and then be like, "Oh, we we predicted that." And have a bunch of like time stamped Things that show that we predicted that our cult would Would get shut down and like really fail.
0: That's true. And
2: again, you don't even need that to be accurate with all, like there's at least one cult that's predicted the end of the world multiple times.
0: Exactly. But we can predict our own downfall if we want to, (laughs) because it goes down when we say it goes down.
1: (laughs) Well, and as soon as, so we predict the end of our cult. Right. As soon as the cult ends and it's blown up, we start another We're one. so credible. Yeah, like we're <laughs> insanely credible cuz it's like oh, that call ended. Those guys knew that was coming. I believe some
0: those now, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cult too, like we're just chilling. We're Oh, so we're, yeah, we're just we're, we're past just past hanging out. We, we don't have to make predictions anymore yeah. after that. I see. I see the video. guys, you
2: can't lay low after, you know, you're the more you're the most credible that you've <laughs> ever been.
0: We hired ghostwriters for <laughs> to do it <the> for <laughs> That's good. We should do that. This is the first, uh, When when's it going to end? When are, we, when are we ending the cult? Put it in here live.
1: 2029. Okay. On the 29th of the ninth month. Okay. By then, before then, you know, sometime before that date, the cult's going to crash and burn. Okay. It's going to be some fireworks, a little bit of trouble, you know. Gotcha. Is nine years enough time to accumulate this wealth? Well, you gotta think it's the starter cult. The right? second cult <laughs> is the real deal, right? Because we're losing all this. We don't want to
0: make that much money. We kind of just need to make fake money. We need to make it look like monopoly we're making money. Yeah. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. And then the second cult's what gets us the money and the and the security. Okay. Because then we don't have to be as sketchy because we're so credible. Exactly. <laughs> I'm following. I'm yeah. following. Anyway, back to Fukunaga. Fukunaga stopped paying income taxes in the late 90s, and in 1997, police began tracking the multimillionaire. In their search, they found evidence of scams he was committing, including falsely diagnosing people with illnesses and practicing medicine without a license. I mean, another thing that tracks with Trump, he wasn't paying taxes, so... I'm seeing the same person, but... Not a
2: coincidence. uh,
0: (laughs) To worsen Fukunaga's problem, his lies about his meeting with the Pope spread around Japan and the Japanese Catholic bishop's office began protesting Hanan and exposing the quote-unquote religious group for what it really was, a scam. When Fukunaga's reputation faltered, three women sued him for the money he squandered from them under false pretenses. Police conducted a raid of the cult's offices and headquarters, and Fukunaga was forced to give up his throne. So we're on the spiral down. In the years following the police raids, over a thousand more of his followers filed lawsuits. The spell they were under finally breaking. Fukunaga was arrested in 2000 for fraud, 13 years after founding Hono Hanan. Along with Fukunaga, police arrested 23 of the cult's highest ranking members. At the time of his arrest, Fukunaga still had thousands of devout followers. And according to a cult spokesman, the arrest felt like, quote, dying a thousand deaths, unquote. Like the people are so ingrained in this guy that even after it's been exposed that he's a a shitty guy (laughs) by all all accounts and that has been scamming them. They still think of him as the Jesus Buddha Christ.
1: It's got to be so hard, though. You're dedicating
0: many years of your life, yeah. And
1: it's like, man, if this guy is really just a scam artist, I've wasted so much time that I I may as well just stay in it. Like,
0: yeah, that's true.
2: Not to draw again more comparisons here, but I mean, couldn't he have just claimed it all was fake news?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm sure he did. <laughs> I would imagine he he went against it.
2: That's just what they want you to hear, you know? Like, yeah.
0: That's not true, you know. Like liberal media, or I guess it was the it was the church that was technically talking against them. So it's hard to argue against the church which you're promoting. So, so I don't know. It's uh, a it's a weird situation. I mean, these people were like in for a penny, in for a pound. They've already invested so much. Like you said, it's hard to maybe think that you maybe invested in the wrong person. So yeah,
2: it's almost your identity. Exactly.
0: I think our uh, our cult,
2: like the
1: Maybe we should say this for version two. It's really hard to come up with ideas for version one of our cult because we know that it goes bankrupt and crashes. But right, we got to help these people who are stuck in cults. Oh, I see. So we're bringing them out. I feel for them. You know, like I, I really want them to get out, but I see why they're stuck in and still like sort of in, enthralled in that world.
0: I see. Yeah,
2: we create like the rehab for the rehab for, for cults. <laughs> and if you you know donate so much money, you will get over it.
0: Exactly. Well. It's a low fee on the first cult, $5. Yeah, and it works your way out. Exactly. But then,
1: once we cash in Bird, we just we don't want to have too much cash at that point. No, no,
0: no. We don't want that. We'll give it all to Brian so he can hold it in a safe spot for us. And then we come back, and Brian, we find out that Brian started his own cult without us and is making millions. Yeah, but cult two is so much more credible than his cult. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'll fall down and lose <laughs> it all, anyway. So. Whatever, whatever, man.
2: I could, I'm uh, Mike. My, my cult's going to be called the best cult. Oh, damn. And uh, I'd beat the best cult. So,
0: yeah, be that. The better. <laughs> the better call. <laughs> so to wrap this up, greed has the power to make monsters. For Hogan Fukunaga, that's exactly what it did. Fukunaga spent 12 years in prison for his elaborate and fraudulent cult, but many of his followers will be drowning in debt for the rest of their lives. These desperate and vulnerable people never experienced the good fortune they were promised, but they certainly paid the price for having hope. Dun, 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 dun. Questions, comments, concerns? What does he do now? Ah, uh, Yeah, he's out of prison now, so... Just chilling, I guess. I don't know. Cult 2? Sure. Maybe he's listening to this and thinking, Cult two's looking mighty fine right now. <laughs> yeah, we did just give a lot of cults a great idea. Yeah, we did, which is not great. Because so, <laughs> I'm sure some of them listened. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to assume this guy's, you know, back to being an electrician. You know what's funny? He started the cult and it was going for 13 years. And he only served 12 years in prison. So he didn't even serve the full 13 that he was ripping people off. And I don't even know if he had, he, he, there was lawsuits, obviously thousands of them, but I don't know if, how much he had to pay or if he still has some of the money or what happened to that. So haircuts, haircuts. Yeah. He's getting nice haircuts in jail.
2: man yeah, I'm I'm sure you definitely doctor those books to, if, if they're trying to like say yes to pay back a certain percentage or something, it's definitely only
0: as much as
2: he felt like reporting or.
0: Yeah. Well, cause he wasn't paying taxes. So you didn't really have to report what he was earning. So True. Um, I don't know how Japanese <laughs> law works exactly, but uh that would be my assumption anyway. Yeah, so that that has been the Ho Hanan Sangpogyo cult. I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it fun. Well, maybe not fun is the right word, but interesting for sure. I hope you're enlightened. I hope you are enlightened and we can help you out of this your cult. Please call me at no <laughs> please don't call me. <laughs> but do you guys have uh anything you want to plug? You want to plug your podcast? Any socials that you wanna you wanna check out, Greg?
1: Hey, C O U P L E B O T S
0: on uh, some socials. Go to Twitter. Twitter is the most fun. Twitter is the most fun. You are wild on Twitter, actually. He's a good follow. If anything, that's that's your that's your plug. Okay. <laughs> 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 and Brian, uh, do you want to give your your podcast a shout out uh, with some plugs, socials?
2: Sure. Yeah. So again, I'm doing the TV trivia podcast. Just uh, questions about TV trivia. You can sign up on. Facebook, facebook.com slash TV Trivia Pod at TV Trivia Pod on Instagram and Twitter, the Gmail as well. Yeah. So right now covering the office right now, I'm working on trivia for Game of Thrones Ooh, for uh start that soon.
0: So uh, yeah, trying to switch it up and uh, see how that goes. Awesome. And fun fact, I was on Brian's podcast last week. Well, I guess it hasn't released yet, but I was on it last week for season three episodes one through three, actually. And you get to see me struggle with some very, some of them were very easy and I just did, <laughs> I did not hit, I think. But uh, some of them get pretty tricky. They, they they have to get specific if you're only covering a couple episodes, you know? That's very true. And I mean, I definitely lose it in the bonus episode where I only get three out of 10 or something. So it's not great. So if you want to donate uh, to Brian's Patreon, feel free and check out that embarrassing moment of me.
2: I don't have your score here for the, uh, the first one. I, I do have that. Three and a half out of 10. Yeah,
0: yeah, you, would, uh, bonus you would track that one, but not the, <laughs> one where, <laughs> not the one where I might have passed. <laughs> All right, everyone, if you like this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this episode, please write us an email or record yourself and send it to startoccultpodcast at gmail.com. And at the end of our next episode, we might read or play your response and answer it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. It was a blast. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Have you been wanting to read more, but don't seem to have the time? Well, with Audible, you can read your books without having to find the extra time in your busy schedule. Stuck in traffic on your way home from work? Why not marathon the Harry Potter books? In the gym and want to learn about the first lady? Well, you can listen to Becoming Michelle Obama while doing leg day. And if you go to audibletrial.com cultivate, you get a month free of Audible. That includes one credit that you can trade in for any audiobook of your choice, access to thousands of audiobooks free to listen to with your account, and best of all, you have access to all of your favorite podcasts in the app as well. So be sure to go to my link, audibletrial.com cultivate. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, to sign up for a free month of Audible and start reading today. Thank you, Audible, for supporting the show.